Alright, so what we have today, folks, again, is another episode of Unedited Portland, brought to you live today again from the Sunday Lounge here in downtown Portland, home of my friends, and today I have my friend, Sarah, whose last name I forgot to get prior to this episode, so it's Sarah. It's Sarah Morell. Sarah Morell. Sarah Morell. Of the comedy scene here in Portland, Oregon. <laughs> yes. Um, a avid open micer. Uh, yes, uh, a baby, a com- baby comic. Baby comic. A baby in, comic. In the world of Portland comedians. Mm-hmm. And um, so I'm going to talk to you a little bit about um, where you're from, what you've been doing, mm-hmm. and um, I'm get to the bottom of this open mic scene here in Portland. Yeah, and, definitely. Uh, what it takes to be a up-and-coming uh, Portland comic and, uh, and make it in a, a tough industry. A very tough industry. And <laughs> not not a lot of money in the the low mm. end of it all. Mm. No, no money. No money. Zero. Zero dollars. But uh, <laughs> a lot of time and a lot of dedication required. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. All <laughs> right. And that was Barrington Levy, Here I Come. Classic, classic reggae tune there. I like this lo-fi intro. You <laughs> but like But that? it's unedited, so it's I unedited. guess that makes sense. Yeah. Well, okay. So I, I was originally, I was going to use my turntables, mm-hmm. but like it, it would um, pick up a lot of the kind of characteristics of a record with the hips and the pops and mm-hmm. whatnot. And so I was like, well, that's not going to really carry over. People are going to think I have shitty audio equipment. <laughs> so I'm like, well, I better stick with an MP3. There you go. And then yeah, I realized... clean sound. Yeah. And then I realized, like, I can't be packing around too much equipment. I'm already basically bringing a briefcase of sound equipment around. So uh, I utilize the cell phone yeah. as my MP3 player. And it, I don't know. It works. It's, uh, it's definitely, as you said, lo-fi. <laughs> but... Um, it, uh, it seems to work all the same. So, Sarah Morell, mm-hmm. as, as I know now, <laughs> um, I usually start these off with the, um, are you originally from Portland? I am not originally from Portland. So where do you, Sarah, hail from? Uh, I'm from the Northeast. I'm from New England. Um, I was born in Massachusetts, uh, just outside of Boston, and I lived there for a long time. Uh, I moved to a suburb of Portland when I was like eight. So I lived out here for a little while, and my mom's family's from here. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but no, I am. I am. So I'm a New Englander. Okay. Well, yeah. b- before we get into uh, the Portland side of things, uh, what part of like were you in the Boston suburb area? Yeah, or? I lived. I lived uh, in a suburb uh, called Norfolk. It's like a tiny village. It's barely a suburb, but um, a lot of like. Patriots players lived there. Oh. So I lived in, uh, I lived like next door to the, the Hasselbeck dynasty. Um, oh, wow. Fun fact about the Hasselbecks. They lived, lived in this like very traditional colonial style house. Um, and every year at Christmas, they, they put a giant velvet red ribbon around their house. Like it was a gift. It was <laughs> so bizarre. Like, I don't know. They must've hired like some, some like, designer person well i feel like they they would always appear like in the middle of the night uh <laughs> like just at random and we never knew when it was coming so i always wondered like who they hired to put it up there because there's no way that they were doing it themselves like they they were training football superstars right 
very odd. Hasselbeck uh, played for my favorite mm-hmm. uh, team, the Seattle Seahawks. Yes. We had uh, Matt Hasselbeck. Yes, yes. And then uh, his brother, I believe Tim, mm-hmm. is married to that awful a, woman, that crazy, crazy <laughs> that, that woman, really the, evil human being, yeah, Elizabeth Hasselbeck, who yeah. uh, utilizes her uh, stance on the View to portray evil. Yeah, she's like, I found these things off the internet, and I'm gonna tell you about them. And <laughs> I'm just like, you are the worst human being. Um, clearly the internet is the source of all evil if by that statement because that's where she gets all her facts from. Right. Um, <laughs> so the, the internet is evil. The internet it's is easy, evil. It's easy to... It can be used for evil. It can <laughs> be used for evil. Uh, is that why Google's uh, motto is don't be evil, you think? So it would be <laughs> too that, easy. Is that their motto? <laughs> it is actually their <laughs> is motto. their actual it, motto, don't be evil? Don't be evil. Yeah, well, they, they make it pretty evil, easy to be evil. Right. Because you could just, like, search how to make a bomb. As soon as that app comes out, they're, they're done. It's going to be the evil app from <laughs> yes. Google. And you're evil like, wait, Google you app. said don't be evil, and you're obviously evil. I always thought Bing was the source of all evil. <laughs> <laughs> well, whenever I use Google, I Bing things. <laughs> oh, okay. And you type in Bing, and then you... <laughs> Yeah, ask the question. I Google Bing before I search. <laughs> it's true. That's how my mom goes to websites. It's true. She Googles the address. <laughs> Google's hotmail.com. That's good. That's good stuff. <laughs> so sad. okay, so you were you're in the Northeast. Uh, you have the Hasselbecks as neighbors. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Did you go to high school out there then? Uh, no, I uh, I had come out here for for like middle school, and then I moved back, and I moved to the the western part of the state. Um, which is like in Massachusetts, that's where all the hillbillies live. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, I lived in a very like blue car- collar rural area where there was nothing happening. And uh, were you doing any form of comedy at that point? Were you acting? Were you yeah, doing- I was acting. I was always a theater person ever since I was very, very small. Um, and I always knew I wanted to be a performer and I craved attention constantly. Um, and so I was doing uh, plays in high school and everything. And I studied theater in college. Um, and, but I wasn't, I had no concept of like, I knew that comedians existed, but I never knew that I wanted to be one. To be one? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, what, what got you started on the, uh, the open mic scene in Portland? Like how, how did you get onto your first open mic? Uh, I just showed up. <laughs> I showed up, um, at, uh, at, uh, Suki's, okay. which is, uh, in Southwest Portland. And, um, it's it's near and dear to my heart, Suki's, because it's my first mic. But uh, yeah, I just I had been writing for a couple months before that because I knew I wanted to get into it. Um, and then I just like got I basically just got drunk enough to do it one day. Right. <laughs> and, and <laughs> how d- how did that original experience go? Um, it actually went okay. I mean, I I was really nervous, but. Um, I I just there was nothing left there was no I wasn't gonna lose anything by doing it um, right. other than maybe some pride and dignity right but I have very little of those to begin with so it's fine. Uh-huh. <laughs> did, uh, did any of the jokes hit? Do you remember any of the uh, the winners from that first? Yeah night? yeah. Um, the first joke I told was about me uh, my first experience with pornography, which happened to be walking in on my dad watching pornography. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that went real well. <laughs> it's a really bizarre kind of story. Okay. Yeah. Now, are you definitely from the school that uh, comedy comes from honesty? Yes. Yeah, I am. I definitely have written things that are more um, like a- abstract and uh, bizarre, but they always come from the root of it is always like a weird truth about myself. So um, like uh, part of that bit is talking of like always comparing my dad to Alec Baldwin for some reason <laughs> um, because I, I think Alec Baldwin is great and he reminds me of my dad. And so I have more jokes about like 
it's very Freudian. The the I I wouldn't ever sleep with my dad because that's gross. But I would totally sleep with Alec Baldwin. Right. Uh, and yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> and, that, and I mean that does harp in on that uh, the old adage that you know women are looking. Looking so for, the for the father figure, yeah. right? Yeah. And it, and you know, and it it seems like a weird premise, but in the end, it's like it's just a thing. It's so prevalent. Everyone you hear about daddy issues with a lot of women. They're right. like, oh, that bitch is crazy. She got daddy issues, <laughs> and I just I've never used that phrase. That bitch is crazy. <laughs> that bitch I mean, is crazy. I'm so confused by that phrase. So there <laughs> apparently there are bitches out there. There are which bitches. I am unaware be crazy. of. And they bitches these bitches that are at, out there happen to be crazy. Yeah. Sometimes but, they. Uh, <sighs> that is that is news to me. I yeah. Clearly Clearly, wow. you you wow. look shocked. I I'm completely you look I'm really shocked. Taken I'm shocked. Like I thought all women were princesses. Well, that's also true. Oh, there, okay. there are certain universal statements, and none of them are mutually exclusive. So, so <laughs> the statement then could be uh, them princesses be crazy. Princesses be crazy, which <laughs> we all know from Princess Diana is true. It's true. It's oh, true. Wow. Yeah, wow. I'm hating on the people's princess. I'm gonna, I'm gonna definitely say too soon. <laughs> <laughs> 1998 was, was a far cry away from 2012. So, so still uh, too soon. I, I would have gone with Princess Zelda because I recently overheard, and I might have mentioned this on the podcast, but I overheard a group of hipsters talking and they were arguing. Mm-hmm. And he goes, "No, the name of the game is Zelda because Zelda was the princess. It's the legend of the princess." And he walks away in like a huff. <laughs> and I was like, "The mic." <laughs> I know, yeah, yeah. Slam drops the mic, mm-hmm. and I realized that that's true because like Link is a character in the, the game Zelda. Yeah. But no one ever realizes that Zelda is the princess. Zelda yeah. is the princess. The all of the game are about Zelda. They took the the Mario formula and then like changed the name to make more sense because Mario is all about saving Peach. Peach, but Why? you never even hear her name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's yeah. just like hanging out somewhere. But I wonder maybe that princess be crazy. Oh, you know? all the princesses. Be- <laughs> Clearly, Zelda's a crazy woman because she cross dresses <laughs> to like save Link's life a bunch of times, and it's just uh, bizarre. Like, why Why do you need to go impersonate so, a man? Right. So if you can get out of the tower that easily. So, Peaches is probably a slut, because she's always in some other castle. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Well, she's just she's just weak-willed. That's yeah. all. And then, and then um, we're pretty sure that Zelda might be gay. <laughs> Zelda, <laughs> Zelda, well, maybe not butch. gay. But, uh, but if she's curious. capable of removing herself from whatever prison she happens to be in or so whatever. If any facts come out on this podcast, yeah. it's that Princess Peaches is a slut mm-hmm. and uh, Zelda is at least bi-curious. Yeah. <laughs> breaking down <laughs> breaking down feminist stereotypes. <laughs> Since 1984. <laughs> but, um, okay. Well, so you made your way here a couple of times, it sounds like. Yeah, I did. Uh, three now. Um, when was the uh, when was the final migration that to was, our uh, fair city? September 11th. 2011. <laughs> <laughs> Never forget. <laughs> Never forget. Never forget. Um, yeah, no, I came out here last September. Um, uh, I The goal had always been to come out to Portland uh, for a really long time. And um, with the growing comedy scene in Portland, it made even more sense because by then I knew that comedy was something I wanted in my life and okay. to be doing. Um and then that's actually how we met. We right. met uh, this April. Bridgetown Comedy Festival. At Bridgetown Comedy Festival. I believe I dropped a couple S-bombs on a bus <laughs> with an very, eight-year-old. Very loud S yeah. and F-bombs, because, for yeah. being honest. Because um, I'm not funny, per se, as like a comedian. But at, at times, in public environments, I can be quite hilarious. <laughs> and, and I think I was on a roll, per se, mm-hmm. on that bus. Mm-hmm. But uh, it wasn't the forum for my... Uh, 
well that woman and the bus driver did not agree they did not agree <laughs> they did they not did, agree that it was the forum for it was you. a good yeah i yeah. was down it was fine it was it was funny it was fine. i had fun but yeah i did get silenced <laughs> by a uh a eight-year-old's mother <laughs> and and was asked to uh Watch your language. Watch my language on the Watch bus, and to to be aware that the uh, the bus was not a place for um, for that type of language. So, no, no. yeah, um, save it for the podcast. I know, right? I, I well, that's podcast. true. It's unedited Portland, so you mm-hmm. can say whatever the fuck you want to say. Yeah, fuck um, yeah. And um, yeah, so that that was good. Yeah, we met at the Bridgetown Comedy Festival on the way to the Doug Benson interruption yes of con air of con air which had its moments of uh like the the film cut itself (laughs) multiple times (laughs) Um, the film interrupted itself it was it would not stand for that aggression that (laughs) doug Doug benson was was bringing and when it came back it happened to be the only subtitled scene of a like a spanish scene because one of the spanish characters on the show right so yeah. it came up in people talking spanish with subtitles and we're like what the fuck <laughs> did we just switch to the spanish language version like <laughs> we hadn't we couldn't be sure i started wondering if it was on dvd you know and someone had clicked the wrong button on the uh subtitles most menu. most assuredly if that yeah. was the case but no it was just um it was just the the these people are evil and they speak another language scene from most terrorist R- sort t- of terrorist based based movies. movies exactly yeah. exactly <laughs> and um yeah so it was that we saw the Doug Benson interruption and mm-hmm. then I think we went I I don't know I think we stay, I stayed for yeah you stay, I had to I had to go yeah it you, was I had to go celebrate my birthday it was some your, more. it was your birthday it was my birthday it was your birthday yeah and uh, yeah you were celebrating and I stuck around and it was a wonderful. Um, edition of Funny Over Everything, mm. which is our local comedy showcase. Fantastic showcase. Please check it out. And um, yeah, so it was Sean Jordan, Doug Benson, and uh, the late Ron Funches. Not late <laughs> because late he's Ron dead, Funches. but because he has left our city. <laughs> Rest so, in peace. So as far in Los as Angeles. As far as Port- <laughs> Portland is concerned, the late Ron Funches. Um, <laughs> God rest his soul. Yes. Um, but yeah, so so we did the the Bridgetown Festival, which mm-hmm. I think uh, was my that was my first experience with it. I had uh, watched a bunch of clips from right. the previous right. years and was always working, and I just made a point to be available during that week and yeah. absorb it, take it in, and uh, actually had uh, ideas to form this podcast prior, mm-hmm. and I didn't get it done till May. Right. So I I definitely felt like if I had had a, a better mobile system than i have currently and i could actually go interview some of those comics so i'm hoping yeah this this train this is upcoming year is still running yeah, oh when, yeah when that happens and i can i can do some rogue uh podcast from uh, <laughs> rogue podcast yeah from somewhere you'll be the sarah palin of podcasting yeah <laughs> you're <laughs> exactly. a maverick i am a maverick <laughs> i am a total maverick yeah i wish she would run again oh god yeah yeah she's well no <laughs> no i don't no. actually wish that uh, mitt romney is enough i actually i lived in massachusetts while mitt romney was governor there uh-huh. and i had the opportunity to meet governor romney and i say opportunity in the most generous sort of way right. it was more like we were forced to meet him because uh, he came to our school, and uh, yeah, we uh, it, his he has greasy palms. That is not that <laughs> is that is the reality about Mitt Romney. And it, it doesn't um, his, his palms aren't greased like the uh, the monies that he's getting. It's actually no. they're they're actually greasy hands. They're just greasy hands. Or I mean, alternatively, he just greases his palms with his own money. Right. <laughs> <He> just <laughs> rubs 
hundred dollar bills on his hands. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's a terrifying human being, <laughs> and but in like a weird vanilla kind of way, right? Like he's just terrifying because he could be president, right? Uh, and that would be scary, right? That scarier than a black man, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, scarier than a black man for sure. <laughs> oh, goodness that's gracious. Good. Well, uh, as as a political science student, I will tell you that the power of incumbency is uh, almost impossible to match. So uh, we're probably yeah. definitely looking at another four years of Obama. Yes. So yes. we can rest assured I'm that Governor Greasy Hands will not have his greasy palms <laughs> on the button. And I mean, how could he push the button if his hands are so greasy? Like he might <laughs> just, just slip like off slip. of it. He's like trying to nuke Russia, too. and it takes him too long, you know. know? And and we all blow up. So. Can't have that, man. No. That would be like a, a bad like Chevy Chase Dan Aykroyd movie, you know, and not like a good Matthew Broderick War Games movie or something. <laughs> yes, so, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so War Games is definitely the best movie. It, yeah, it's definitely the best it's better war than sp- movie. Than Spies Like Us. <laughs> See, that that was the other reference I did. Doctor, mm-hmm. Doctor. Um, <laughs> so okay, well, um, now that I've I've gotten your your character. Uh, mm-hmm. travel to Portland. Mm-hmm. Uh, we mm-hmm. can shift the focus from right. you. Mm-hmm. We're done with you. No, oh, we're not done with you. We're we're placing you in this city. Right. And I'm giving you uh, an idea of what you think Portland is for mm-hmm. the listeners and um, what aspects and attributes that we have for the city that um, stand out to you. So um, I would ask, why do you think a place like Portland has an up-and-coming and newly thriving comedy scene? Oh, well, what, that's w- a... What feeds that beast, as it were? Uh, because they, they're just... I think any place that there's um, funny people that can't, can't abide by not being listened to, <laughs> um, that the, the comedy scene will come from that. Um, but I think that... Uh, I mean, in, in regards to Portland itself, it's a really... It really is a unique kind of place. And... Um, at any any place with a specific kind of point of view is going to to need to have that heard, and so these people that that live here uh, and have come up here uh, definitely uh, just want to represent themselves in the unique atmosphere. I don't know. I don't know if that makes any sense. I feel very underqualified to be talking about well, this. Well, well, okay. <laughs> um, and and I don't I don't really necessarily need like an expert point of view on this. What yeah. I, what I'm more saying is. Uh, you're involving yourself in this scene, yes, so yes. you're you're around it. You may not be uh, the quantified expert oh, of the scene, not but even remotely. But um, <laughs> I was just seeing if you recognized any of the aspects that were kind of leading to that. And yeah. it sounds like w- I, w- I understand what you're getting at. Um, there is definitely like a under uh, mediated uh, population here. They're non. They don't. They're not. Um, present in the standard forms of media that we see like yeah the uh the tv the radio um we have the mercury press and mm-hmm. i think that gets a little bit of that unique voice that mm-hmm. weird quote unquote i'm yeah. doing i'm doing uh, quotes air these quotes. are air, air quotes weird um and uh i think that you know the mercury does its part mm-hmm. but it's even kind of a, a more mediated version than i think uh we are like mm-hmm. i don't think we're trying to be as a population as a city um as up front, like I think that's why there's like a growing zine scene right. here. There's a zine scene. <laughs> it's a zine scene. <laughs> and this is uh, a zine city. And it's like there's people that are printing their own, you know, ten to twelve page. W- some people might consider a pamphlet. Yeah. Monthly, um, in the uh, aspect of getting their view out there. Right. And it's not necessarily about the number of eyes that see it. It's mm-hmm. just that the eyes that see it want to see it. Exactly. Get a chance to there's see it. There's a lot of there's a lot of um, 
uh, there's a huge Portland uh, is an independent kind of city. Uh, they want to do things. Portlanders want to do things their way. And so it makes sense to me that uh, that the comedians in Portland are they cultivated the scene with their own hands. Like it's, it sounds so fucking pretentious to say something that like it's like an organically raised scene, man. Uh, but but it's, a, it's a chicken named Colin. <laughs> you know? Chicken named Colin, exactly. Um, Colin was raised lovingly on <laughs> yeah. a farm twenty miles south of here. Um, but yeah, uh, it, it, they they didn't have the outlet, so they created the outlet, right. and um, and that's why the scene has grown and also like certainly there's been validation from outside the city right um, with the philadelphia moving in their their second helium location yes, here. yes exactly and the people uh fourth annual bridgetown festival being a success yep and and other comedians coming in uh from new york and chicago and los angeles and commending portland on what they're doing right the, so so we we i say we like i've been here doing it this whole time for 10 years i haven't um but the 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 people that have been here for years and years um and putting in the effort and laying the foundation and doing the groundwork um are are getting noticed now and right. so so that's why the boom i think there's a boom and the boom is now right the boom well, is and, now. Uh, and i spoke with grace sadie about this and you know i kind of made like a a reference to the idea does any comedian want to um become famous in portland travel the country but remain in Portland as their base. And she said that basically that doesn't exist. Like if LA wants you, you'll know when it's time and you'll go. Yeah. And if LA never wants you, then of course you never go maybe, or mm -hmm. maybe you go and you're unwanted, whatever. But like the Ron Funches scenario, LA called, right. You know, and he basically put his life on hold. Like he kind of may or may not have lost a marriage over it. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I um, think that's a, uh, you know, and I think I, I, I think I completely understand it. Like mm -hmm. I understand where he's coming from, but I'm wondering like it, why, why do you think it's so necessary for these comedians to, to go to LA, to reach out to LA? Like what is missing in Portland? Is it the media hub? We don't have, is it the exposure? Like uh, what would keep a scene like Portland going to the point where people could stay? Well, I think that, um, th I think that the scene will continue to happen because of, people leaving and passing the torch uh, for a scene to stay fresh and for a scene to stay uh, alive. Uh, having the same talent pool, it will just keep things stagnant, I think. Right. Okay. Um, so I think it's good uh, that people move on. And some people, you know, uh, the goal for a lot of people here is LA, I think. Right. Uh, I obviously can't speak for everyone, but personally, yes. And I, I think that's where goal. you came from, that might have been the same, but it would have been more New York centric. Yeah, but there are still people that want to go to New York here and people that want to go mm. to Chicago, and there are people that want to stay. There are people that want to stay and sort of uh, uh, become the master of this particular market. Right. Um, and the master of the market? The master what? of the market, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It sounds like a He-Man reference. <laughs> King <yeah>. of Portland. <laughs> which, um, which is currently Ian Carmel, yeah, which I believe. Which is currently Ian Carmel. Yeah. Uh, I would say he's a very, he has a regal air to him. Yeah, yes. he does. He does, right? <laughs> he does, that guy. Um, I mentioned him on the last podcast. I actually saw him walking down the street hanging up flyers for an upcoming event. Mm -hmm. And I just thought that was funny that, you know, here's Ian. He's got the notorious winner of Portland's Funniest comic last, yes, year, last year and uh 
and he still has to hang flyers. Like it's yeah, well, everyone there's no uh, everyone just works their asses there's off. There's no staff. For there's a <laughs> yeah. There's not just like a. I I mean I don't I don't know much because I'm I'm the n- the new baby, not even the new kid, just the new baby, uh, on the block. But uh, uh, as far as I know, the, in terms of people represent themselves a lot here. Um, and uh, in in Ian's case, Ian and Sean and Jordan and um, Shane Torres, they they're funny over everything, guys. I mean, they they cultivated that show, they made that show happen, and it's one of the best showcases, if not the best showcase in town. Right. Um, and so yeah, that it's we're a bunch of upstarts. Yeah. We're we're a bunch of people that that took it into our own hands. I, I do like um, Ian's methods of like he's now being parlayed in. Uh, like advertising for the brunch box and like he's getting, yep. he's, he's pulling out different roles in it. I think um, maybe like a Dave Anderson who hosts uh, AM Northwest could attest to um, becoming a media icon mm-hmm. as an effort to have to make the money you want to make, make the exposure you want to make, but stay in town. Yeah. And like, sadly I'm sure Dave Anderson would like to still be touring the country, going to clubs and being like a headliner. Yeah. But you know, his family needed steady income. He needed to be around. And so he took a job hosting a morning talk show in a local yeah. region, you know, yeah. and no one really gives a shit about it, but because <laughs> he was, roommates, I don't even know who it is. because he was roommates with Doug Benson in the college, mm-hmm. every time Doug Benson comes to town, he goes on AM Northwest. Right. So he still has his foot, in the scene in the sense that the people that he grew up with are still doing that. Right. And so. Oh, well, that's the, I mean, everyone's lives take a different direction. And sometimes you make choices because you like, it's time to do, do this for me. Right. Um, or it's, I need to take care of the people in my life. And I'm that still sort trying of thing, to learn so. that lesson. Yeah. I'm the only person <laughs> in my life is me. And I exactly. do a shitty job. I'm 24. Here. I'm like, I'm in, I'm in the prime of my selfish my selfish period where I'm like, everything is about me. And I'm one of those ladies that's also like, I'm never going to let a man or a woman get in the way of my career, blah, blah, blah. Like <laughs> I, I'm, I'm super, I'm an asshole is what I'm trying to say. Right. I'm a self-centered asshole. Um, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, it's tough out there, out here in the West, as it were. <laughs> well, um, so that's good on the Portland comedy scene. Is there any el- anything else that you like specifically about the city that you think stands out that, keeps you here versus running back to new england and it's um well for for me uh it's i have a a real deep personal connection to the city um uh, my mom's family's from here i was always coming out here as a kid and it was always the place that i i just knew i wanted to be when i was young so for me uh it almost doesn't matter what portland does like i'm always gonna want to be here uh until it's time for me to not be here anymore right whatever that means um but i think the 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 thing that um i like most about portland is that the the city changes it kind of changes rapidly um and and like it can be seen as being very trendy and very hip and whatever but i like that aspect of it because that means there's always something new uh happening in portland um because like a year ago you could walk into a bar and there wouldn't be any pinball machines and now (laughs) there's three in every single bar and next year there'll be like boxing machines and the year after that there'll be something else so uh i know that's like a weird example uh and very specific but um (laughs) But there's just, there's new things happening. Are you saying invest in boxing machines? Yes. 
Portland. Categorically, invest if, in boxing If the world machines. doesn't end on my birthday, December 21st, 2012, like the Mayans <laughs> predicted, it, it won't. It, <laughs> then <laughs> Sorry to break it to you. 2013 keep going. is the uh, the year of the boxing it's machine. It's the year of the boxing machine. Or I when I was in England once and they had um they had a bull wrestling machine. <laughs> so you would grab a bull's horns and then try to like flip it uh over uh and it was like really like it's really violent like it <laughs> fucks your arms up pretty bad it's really strong it's a very bizarre i want to bring that that's i i have a new I company called <laughs> grab the bull by the horns and <laughs> llc <laughs> llc that's how you protect um, your ass because anyone that gets broken by that or mm-hmm. gored when mm-hmm. the first person that gets gored mm-hmm. by your mechanical bull exactly. wrestler yeah um protected by llc i'm looking for investors um <laughs> i know you have a very lucrative podcast going here. yeah um I yeah, I make four dollar ninety five cent payments every month for this podcast. So <laughs> I think I think it is well established at this point. You know. <laughs> Speaking of which, do you have five dollars? Uh oh yeah, sure. <laughs> Let me just a little go short to the ATM. Month, you know. I got some change in my pocket, but I was gonna save that for the Star Wars game at ground control. Oh there you go. I was thinking about heading over there and playing some uh what is it? Whitewater pinball. I'm all about the whitewater. Oh. Yeah. I haven't played that one. You battle uh Bigfoot. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty rad. That's very appropriate and for he, the Northwest. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. he laughs and he's like, oh, oh, oh. And like everyone <laughs> looks like you've done something bad, but it's like that's when you're attacking Bigfoot. <laughs> so like all have it where it's doing that all the time and people are like, what the fuck is this guy doing? <laughs> and it's like battling Bigfoot, bitches. <laughs> bitches be crazy. All right. Well, I think it's time for America's most popular, fastest growing game. Questions with Mikkel. Da, 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 da. Someday Lounge edition. Once again, thank you to the live uh, people at Someday Lounge. There's uh, yeah. no visitors up here today. <laughs> oh, I was trying to create a crowd. Create the, create the crowd. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, that is the stage actually behind that curtain, and I'm considering working it out to where I could come here and actually do a show mm. with uh, three guests. Yeah, and, have and like a little panel show. A little panel show yeah. and, uh, and not charge people to come in. But I haven't <coughs> worked up to that yet. But th- this is episode 10. Mm-hmm. And I'm officially gonna throw a barbecue here in a couple weeks. Oh, for all come members. on down! Come on down! Well, Sunday lounge. It's uh, not here. Oh, well, don't <laughs> come here. Yeah, <laughs> Go no, someplace it's, it's, else. Uh, I'm probably gonna work it out to be on my buddy's patio because he he lives in the apartments right next to this. Okay, there's apartments next to here, listeners. Yeah, and there's <laughs> there's a there's a patio, and um, yeah, so I'm gonna have all my uh, podcast brethren, i.e. Mm-hmm. you, oh, uh, to come I'm out, a brother now. and and because I'm creating a community with this, yes. And in order for me to tie this community together, the individuals eventually have to meet to <laughs> some extent. Yes, and, exactly. And the the binding glue, mm-hmm. as it were, is me. So I'm I'm bringing people together. This is community building at its grassroots level. It totally is. One podcast. This is what I was talking about. You're cultivating, man. I'm trying. I You're am. You're cultivating. It's like I'm growing weed in Southern Oregon. You know? <laughs> cultivating. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, questions with Mikkel. I'm going to ask you a series of questions. Granted, if you get them right. If you get one wrong, I'll give you time to plug. <laughs> I'll ask you our arbitrary question and we can get the fuck out of here. <laughs> okay. Uh, um, if you get them right, though, you get a total of three questions. So, Oh, boy. They vary in difficulty and uh-huh. uh, they're made up by me and all answers are technically debatable <laughs> and may not stand up in a court of law. <laughs> okay. So, question number one. Mm. Uh, Portland has... Mm, I'd say a fair amount of bridges. Yes. Um, I would wonder if you could name for me two 
of Portland's Bridges? Oh, yes. I can name more than two, okay. but I'll just name two. Okay. Which two uh, would you like to name? Uh, the Burnside and the Steel. Okay. Steel Bridge and the Burnside Bridge. Steel Bridge, uh, I cross almost every day mm-hmm. on my way to work because mm-hmm. it's got the bike path. Yes. I'm a bike rider. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Very the, Portland of you. The Burnside Bridge has a level of Tony Hawk 1 underneath it. <laughs> it also does the, have that. The Burnside Skate Park. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, legendary so Skate Park. Legendary Tony Hawk level. Uh, man, that game. That was a solid game. I played a lot of Tony Hawk uh, as a as a teenager. Uh, I can't remember which one exactly. Uh, but whatever one where you got to like create, I did, could you always create your character? I don't think so. It's like the second or third one. Yeah, yeah. the yeah. What, I always gave her like pink hair and a mohawk and like really baggy long shorts. Yeah, <laughs> and it, it was such a weird level when you just hung out in front of the grocery store. Like you didn't even <laughs> skate. You just like <laughs> You're just it. like, what's up? What's up? Yeah. You like walk around. All apathetic and stuff. The more <laughs> apathetic you were, the higher your score you was. You try to get you try to get someone to buy you cigarettes. Right. Uh, <laughs> and alcohol. That level was so cool. <laughs> It was almost too cool for me. Like I could only <laughs> I could only play it when I like didn't give a shit enough. Yeah. You know, otherwise it wouldn't be available to me. Um, <laughs> all right, well that's good. You got question one right, mm-hmm. correct. Ding ding ding. Um, I would say a lot of people use public transit. Yes. Here in Portland, mm-hmm. and I've asked I've asked different people, uh, different Max and whatnot related questions, but I guess I'm gonna ask you. If you took the streetcar down to the waterfront on the south side, it's the south waterfront over right. there by the Ross Island Bridge. Right. What newly iconic Portland transportation thing oh, um, would you be able to <laughs> transfer to and magically ride your way up to Pill Hill? Uh, that uh, I guess it's called, do we call it the tram? Yeah. Is it the tram? The the twenty-seven million dollar mistake. Oh, it's just you aerial tram. Yeah, exactly. Or as I like to call it, the urban ski lift. Yes. Urban it's, ski lift. It's very it's a bizarre thing to have. It's a bizarre thing it's to a have. Bizarre thing it to is have. a bizarre thing to have. All right. Well you got that one right. So <clears throat> now the, the most difficult one, let's let's go with. Um, do you newly into Portland know? What year the Portland Trailblazers won the national championship? <laughs> um, this is one oh. year in history. It's the only time it's happened, and it's right. held with great regard. Um, uh, gosh, I don't, I don't know I'll the gi- answer. I'll give you a hint. Okay, I'm thirty. Right, and it didn't happen. It happened before I was born. It, so it wasn't in your lifetime. Yes. So I'm gonna say. Um, I the first number that popped into my head was seventy six. Oh, <laughs> you are so close. So but, close. Uh, the answer is nineteen seventy seven. Oh, I was close. I was actually close. You were actually really close. I was so nineteen seventy seven Portland Trailblazers. It's emblazoned upon the the memory of the city to the point where it's almost annoying. Like, <laughs> I, well, you know. I didn't know. So yeah, they not annoying enough apparently. Uh, Bill Walton was mm-hmm. the uh, the star player. Of that squad and uh, good old Bill good Wal- old Walton, good old the wa- <laughs> good old Walton, <laughs> good old Walton. All right, so um, <laughs> we've come to our plugs portion. So I don't know. Do you have any um, blogs or websites? Yeah, well, or? you can uh, you can follow me on Twitter at o um Sarah, uh, which is a really awkward and hard to explain handle. It's o h u m Sarah with an H. Um, uh, I sometimes tweet funny things. I hope. 
<laughs> and um, you can also uh, find me at any one of the open mics in Portland. Uh, good luck <laughs> finding me, <laughs> being in the right spot at the right time. <clears throat> Tomorrow is uh, Chuck and Buck at mm-hmm. 9 p.m. I will be there with my friends. And uh, also... Um, what you're talking about, open mics available at Helium Comedy Club, I think, tomorrow, as well as Suki's, as well as... Um, Funhouse Lounges tomorrow. Um, you can... Uh, DSL open mic happens before Chuck and Buck. Um, please, like, uh, there's a great blog called the PDX Comedy Blog. It's pdxcomedyblog.com. Uh, um, and uh, it has a list of all the open mics. And I think everyone that listens, your hundreds of thousands of people that listen right, to this show exactly. um, should really uh, check that out. And any night of the week, you can see free comedy. And, and tonight, Monday, Monday, if this gets out, it'll get out relatively close. But are um, you like an immediate? I'm gonna try. I'm an immediate dropper. Oh. This, it might even happen. It might even happen in this bar. <laughs> I, might, I might even just u- use their f- internet. I can see. I already have access. So mm-hmm. if, if I don't get too addicted to surfing porn <laughs> in, in public immediately after it's this a fetish podcast, you have. yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, I feel pretty secluded up here in the uh, the balcony. No one else is up here. It's true. You hey. could probably. I mean, I, I have been wearing pants this entire interview. So. <laughs> <laughs> a friend of mine told me uh, about because I'm wearing shorts. Uh, it's true. <laughs> Boxer shorts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you could go to the public library and build yourself a little cardboard box uh, <laughs> around a computer and no one will bother you. It's true. <laughs> um, wow. You can totally get away with watching porn that way. I, Not <laughs> that I know. Not that I know. Um, all right. So that's the plugs portion. Also, this podcast is always available for free on iTunes and at uneditedpdx.com, uneditedportland.com, and hosted as always by Knowledge Multimedia, which I made up. But... <laughs> All the same. So we are here at the the greatest part of this podcast, which is the um, arbitrary question, Mm. which I know the answer to and you don't. And (laughs) you're more than likely going to get it wrong, but so is everybody else before you. So it's all right. Today, I have a feeling today's the day. Today's the day. Today's the day. Your reign will end. (laughs) Okay. Winter is coming. um, I'm going to go with... What is the most annoying attribute of street kids? We have a, a large homeless mm-hmm. population. I almost mm-hmm. want to say voluntarily homeless. <laughs> like, they just <laughs> literally gave up on life <laughs> way too early. Uh-huh. And they live on the streets. And a lot of about them is slightly annoying to those of us that work hard and pay bills and try to live a life not dirty and yes. grimy on the street. What's the most annoying attribute? Uh, their most annoying attribute is um, when they ask for free smiles but e- expect $20. Wow. That is pretty annoying. It's <laughs> real annoying. But uh, the answer is actually the fact that they often have dogs. Oh, God, that was the other one. <laughs> I am so pissed <laughs> off. The worst kind of dogs, too. No, that's not fair to say to the dogs. So, <laughs> But, oh, well, it's true. Sarah, I do appreciate your time today. And for everybody out there listening to the podcast um, the true answer was dogs street kids should not have dogs have a good day but we have